This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Today, continuing the series on the Water Table podcast of uh, Harvest Check-Ins, I have Carl Getter on the phone. Carl is uh, Sigmund Lead with Prinsco, and he also is a farmer and farms uh, with some of his family in southern Minnesota, south-central Minnesota. And uh, Carl, welcome back to the Water Table. Thanks for having me. Good afternoon, Jamie. Getting into harvest here a few weeks now, and uh, seems like, uh, you know, last late May and early June, I, I'm guessing you wouldn't have thought where you were located that uh, you'd be where you're at today as far as how far along you are with harvest. That's exactly right. You know, as we were creeping through May and didn't have a lot of crop in the ground, everybody was nervous it was going to be a late harvest and it was going to freeze before things were ripe. But uh, growing conditions throughout the summer, as you're well aware, were phenomenal. We had a lot of heat and things came along really nice. You know, we're sitting right here in the smack dab middle of Redwood County. And I would say at this point, 99% of the beans are out of the, out of the field. And I'm, I'd venture to say by the 15th of this month, 80% of the corn is going to be out of the field. So, I mean, we're ahead of schedule. Uh, weather has been phenomenal. Uh, the weather for harvest has been phenomenal. We've gone almost three weeks now without a single, a single weather delay. And every day is just like the next. For the most part, you wake up and the sun shines and, and you watch the sun go down when you go to bed at night. So it's been incredible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty amazing. And and just for listeners, we're recording this call on the 13th and and going to uh, release it early next week. So by early next week, unless something, you know, big rain event happens, you will be 80% done with with corn. And and it it is just amazing when you think about um, and and ties into some of my earlier podcasts around weather and and weather events. I had Eric Sodgrass on a couple of weeks ago. Listeners haven't listened to that, but talked about how we have four to five less um, days in the spring, planting days, um, just due to larger rain events and how springs have gone the last 20 years compared to before that. Um, but then the weather's been also changing where we've had these warmer, longer summers and into the fall, and things tend to this year and last year also catch up and, and get us back on track. So uh, so how, how did things go with uh, with soybean harvest? I know you're done and in the corn. How did that go? Yeah, beans are done. They're all in the bin. Soybean harvest was, I mean, it was variable. Uh, like I probably mentioned earlier on one of their podcasts, you know, the expectations were were different across the across the range of land that you have. So the good dirt this year, the good dirt yielded pretty good soybeans, and that bodes for corn as well. Um, if it was lighter dirt, just because we have the lack of rain here, right in the you know in the middle of Redwood County, those didn't do as well. But then you see, I mean, we've had our beans ranged all the way from in the 40s to in the 60s, right? So we really cannot complain with the amount of rain we had. We're blessed with what we did get, and and very happy to be sitting where we are. And again, the, the the fall was perfect. So I mean, they came out really nice. We didn't have any. You weren't fighting mud. I mean, your, your combine cuts nice. Everything just works better when it's when it's dry. So yeah, things are good. You know, yeah, great. And talking to you, you know, throughout the course of 
of later summer and then early harvest here now. Um, you know, from where you live in Redwood County, it's it is a little bit of a stark difference as you as you had uh, head west. It it was drier and they got less rain, and so that you know, even on your operation, your farm from east to west, that's where your variability was, correct? Yeah, uh, variability east to west was huge. North to south, probably not quite as much, but east to west, anything west of Highway 71 that you know cuts nor- or Minnesota north and south, anything west of there, it started to get drier. Once you got you know over towards Wabasso and Lucan and over towards Vesta and headed over towards Milroy and Marshall, those areas were, were you know really dry compared to stuff to the east. You go east of Highway 71, some of those farms received five, six inches more rain than what we did to the west. So there was a ton of variability east to west. North to south, you know, the river is always a, you know, what the Minnesota River does to weather patterns, I have no idea, but it is just different north to south, right? So south of the Minnesota River, right, it started to get drier, and then really that came went all the way down to about Highway 14. So a, a little a little more consistent north to south, but, but still quite a range. So, you know, we, we farm in about a 25-mile radius. And from one end to the other, I I didn't have them looked recently, but I'm guessing it was at least six inches or more or less rain from one end to the other. So it's crazy. Yeah, it is. I don't I don't know if you have any knowledge of this, but I've always wondered if there's more rain just right when you're within a mile or two or close, you know, a few miles, say, to the river along there. I've I've noticed over the years and yet uh, just watching some of the weather, it seems like as you get close to the Minnesota River those rain events are bigger and I have no scientific knowledge of that, but that's what I've kind of noticed. We'll have to get a hold of some meteorologists of the state of Minnesota. There has to be something. I don't know what it is, but there is something with that river. So what the actual numbers, well, there's a lot of guys now that have the automated rain gauges, right? That, that automatically send information in. So maybe we'll get our answer. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And tell me about corn. You're uh you're, what are you about 25% done now with your corn or maybe 50? Uh, we're about 60% done today with corn and everything is going well. Again, really no, no weather delays. It was yesterday. It rained, I think five different times, but never enough to shut us down. So corn harvest is going well. Again, like I said, with the soybeans variable, good dirt is producing good corn. I mean, it's just that way it's in the two hundreds and, and uh, lighter dirt, obviously not quite as, not quite as good, but overall, uh, pretty blessed tillage is is um, chasing the combine so i would say if without any major breakdowns by mid next week so the what is that the 17th 18th we should be wrapped up with corn harvest wrapped up with tillage and then just uh wait until the ground cools off enough to put anhydrous on what are you thinking about as, as a farmer just have your farmer hat on here completely but uh what are you thinking about as um, going to get done early um, and going into next year? Pretty good crop, pretty good prices um, for this year's crop. But what does that make you think about when you think about next year? Well, from a market standpoint, I mean, it's it's really hard. I mean, we're probably, I, I didn't look today, but we're probably in that 680 range, you know, cash to the, to the elevator right now. It's really hard to put crop in a bin. When, it, when you can take it right out of the field, the elevator at 680, although we are, right, putting some in the bin. So from a market standpoint, I mean, the big question is, should you start selling next year's already? Um, ag 
Commodity prices are cyclical along with everything else. We're coming off of a couple of pretty good years here. You know, trying to guess when that when that downturn is going to happen. So that's weighing heavy. You know, we'll take a hard look here after harvest now, which varieties did well in, in certain in certain climates, right, on the drier soil, which, what corn did better, what soybeans did better, how'd they do from maturity standpoint, from early maturity, late maturity. Then we'll turn around and we'll t- take a look at the dirt that did really well, start taking a look at what was the fertility on that, what is the drainage pattern on that. Um, we've got farms that are well-drained and farms that aren't quite as well-drained. Let's just put it that way. So and we've got a couple loads of tiles sitting in the yard, so we've got to get that buried as well yet this fall. So just going to take sure. take one thing at a time, start picking them off, and see if they want to change for next year. Challenge, real challenge, getting the crop in the ground, but getting it out, everything's going smooth, and looks like there's going to be some time here um, for for the farm community to decide, you know, what do I want to do here before freeze up, and that will when you're talking about a couple loads of tile to put in, I think I think there's going to be a lot of people that are probably weren't necessarily um, planning on it, but now are are going to try to do some work. Well, right, I mean, you'll have the opportunity, which is one thing, but the other part of it is that the ground conditions, I mean, it might be a little dry, so it might pull a little hard, but that's still way better than fighting mud. So, I mean, the conditions are going to be conducive to to many different types of machines. Every year, you know, we've got uh, contractors that can go pretty much no matter what. But when you talk about that farmer plow community, I mean, the conditions make a, a big difference, right? So everything should line up pretty well this fall. It should be a lot of pipe that goes in the ground. Well, Carl, thanks for taking the time. I'll let you get back out in the field and uh, appreciate you joining me on the water table today. And be safe the rest of the way out here on your harvest. Thank you. Have a good rest of your week. Thanks for joining us today on The Water Table. You can find us at watertable.ag. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can also find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms.